Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usedbookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 42, Resellers Mindset Podcast, Mike with Johnny B. This thing comes out every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern on all platforms and over on the YouTube channel if you want to see our ugly mugs. I got a pretty fun topic today, diversification. This is like, these one-word topics, JB, I'm not going to lie. Like, they're so broad. Like, I, I was just like, diversification can be anything, right? We're talking about, you know. Uh, your love life, you're talking about your, you know, your retirement portfolio, your reselling business, like diversification is just, I mean, this, this call could go on for like endless hours here. So where do you want to start? Where do you want to start in diversification? I want to start diversification on platforms because if we have a lot of people that do bulk and it's like, where does it all go? It all doesn't just go to Amazon. It all just doesn't go to eBay. Where do these things go? Um, so for me, I, I, I did some more diversification this year. I'm doing some yard sales and I have plans this winter to do some more diversification on online platforms. Uh, definitely Shopify is up there because I eat less fees. Yeah. There's a lot of setup and yeah, there's some upfront costs of getting it where I wanted to go. And then some SEO development as far as, and then pushing people there generally, um, but that helps grow my business and helps improve the cash flow and also enables me to deal with bulk buys better, I think, in the long run. So I'm always adding things on, but I do it – I think I do it at a snail's pace, and that's on purpose because I, you and I were talking about it. It's really easy to get scatterbrained with all these ideas, all these ideas. Uh, it really is, and the self-control on that is really hard and being patient. Because I want, I want to do these things like tomorrow, right? But I know if I do that, other parts, aspects of my business will suffer. So I tend to do, implement these things like once every six months kind of deal. I don't want to diversify any more than I already am, JB. So I have multiple moving pieces, right? So YouTube, I got this. I am helped out with her business. There's so many moving pieces that go on behind the scenes. Um, but if I'd never diversified from the beginning, like if, what if I just did Amazon and I never started a YouTube channel, right? Like, like you'd be a billionaire. A no, <laughs> life would look a lot different. So I do think diversification is like, it's a huge important piece of basically, I don't know. It's like multiple streams of income. Like when I think diversification, that's kind of what I think about. Right. And like, to what you were saying in the YouTube, every podcast we have, Go check out Johnny B's eBay store. Well, Johnny B gets a Shopify store. Guess what link's going there? It's no longer his eBay store. It's going oh, to be his place really quickly. And no, I mean, I think for you, diversification is going to mean something different for everybody. For you, in my opinion, and again, my opinion, not Mike's opinion, just The answer is no. <laughs> I, I could see you getting an employee. That'd be a diversification, even if it's for YouTube. Or somewhere else in your business. It could be for reselling. It could be for YouTube just to free you up with more uh, space to do other things. I could also see you getting a bigger storage unit 
or like you were mentioning, uh, you have mentioned buying a home and maybe just no more storage unit working someplace on your property and home. Those are also aspects of diversification, which really don't get talked much in the community, to be honest. It, it is true, though, right? Like, you know, your every decision you make in a business, if you decide to do something different, you're basically diversifying, right? Whether that's getting more space, getting less space, buying a space, renting a space, like you're diversifying the funds that are coming in from your business overall, because all that money now has, you know, some of it's going to here, some of it's going to there. And I do think there is a point where kind of like where I feel I'm at now, like there's only eight slices to the pizza and I already got eight slices. Like, and I'm not cutting a slice in half, dude. That's not even a slice of pizza at that point. Right. right? Six, nobody's eating 16 slice pizza here. Right. Unless it's like a Chuck E. Cheese toddler party. But I think like you have to kind of look at it like that, because if you just focus on one solely thing and it, biggest diversification thing for me that has had like shown huge results is not just being the book guy selling cds and dvds that's 100 percent a perfect example of diversification because dvds have been i've been finding tons of dvds not so much books i still always scan the books i still always look for books but if you, if i'm not diversified at that point I'm, my revenue is probably down 50 percent on the year if not more i'd probably say 60 75 percent of the year if i just did only books and not dvds and cds that's how much of a difference my business would basically be out of money so that diversification everything has to be calculated though right like yeah. you've got to calculate these things you can't just do it like from the seat of your pants you got to think things through and it's kind of tough because we were talking before the call like a lot of this is just it's just like you, right? A lot of people listening to this, like, it's just them, you know? It's, there's really nobody to, else to kind of be like, hey, I got this idea. And that's why I always recommend, like, getting around like-minded people or, like, even just getting in a group where there's other resellers because you kind of can bounce ideas off of, like, I usually always have, like, stupid, really stupid business ideas. And I'll tell Deb or you and just, like, dude, what do you think? And I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm probably, you know, way out of my mind here. I mean, you know me. I'll, I'll tell you if it's stupid. But no, I mean, even yourself, you diversified this year. There's now an eBay course. You, that's no more time out of your pocket. You're just adding more value to your channel. And now Max is coming on, along. That's more diversification. And there'll probably be other coaches and stuff that come along throughout the years. Maybe it's, I, I, I'm not saying there will be. It's not my channel, guys. It's Mike's. But even your, I think your YouTube uh, presence, you'll diversify in some way. Maybe even content-wise. Maybe you'll want to add some a, a different arm of your content than you've put out currently i don't know yeah i mean look at the podcast that was diversifying the youtube channel i mean it, it makes right. sense to get it out to more people and it also kind of lightens the load for me because it's one less video i have to edit right so it's uh everything works every action you take there's a a, a reaction right you know everything you do is going to there's going to be some kind of fallout but the fallout necessarily always isn't bad right when most of the times when we diversify certain ways you get it's a, it's a positive, basically, impact, not a negative. Sure, there are times. You're always going to step in mud, right? You're always going to step in crap from time to time. But overall, No, absolutely. I mean, I was victim of this late last year with employee one, who I've talked about briefly. She did not work out for reasons I've mentioned before. But that led me on to my batch of employees and then my single one all-star employee. She's been working the last three weeks with a concussion, by the way. She took two days off. Back in, I asked her if you wanted more time, willing to give her more time. She has allocated sick and vacation days. She's like, no, I like working here. Let's get to work, John. You shut up and let's list some books. I'm like, I can't argue with this. Let's go. 
I think even people that are just reselling and listening to this or watching this, if reselling is your only thing, you need to diversify in the fact maybe you have another side hustle if you're not doing this full time, or you need to diversify the money you're getting from reselling because personally, I don't want to resell till I'm 90 years old, right? I, I need some kind of exit plan. Like, yes, this is a great business. Yes, I love doing it, but I don't want to do this till I'm dead. So my diversification looks for me is like, okay, well, what other streams of income, right? I can still do YouTube. You know, even if I resell part-time, I still can do YouTube. And then even further than that is diversifying my money into retirement funds, which nobody ever talks about on reselling YouTube. And you never hear nothing about taking the money you make and investing in your future, right? Whether that's real estate or retirement or do you got to have something else? I don't think you can just be a reseller and you just, all your money goes back into the business and there's no, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, basically. I have a small group of friends that we talk about this kind of stuff because we're like you, we're not doing this when we're 90 years old. You can, as a business person, set up a 401k plan. You can give yourself benefits. You can set up a IRA. Um, you don't have to do the real estate gate. Real estate gets talked about the most amongst real estate yeah. sellers. I think. That's solid. But you can do these other things. You can get in the stock market. You can, well, do you have a business savings account or a personal savings account? Maybe you allocate a certain percentage of all your reselling dollars that come in and just put it there. That's safe and simple, right? Well, you diversified your money. Um other other aspects is like myself, I am thinking about a brick and mortar. I'm not clearly counting that as real estate. I'm counting that as diversification on another outlet of all the contents I get uh, brought in into my shop and stuff. So it doesn't have to be just real estate. It doesn't just have to be stocks. It doesn't have to be money under the mattress, right? You can put your money wherever you want. You could even buy bars of gold if you think the value of gold will go up or silver if you or dead set on these things going up. And that's tangible, solid investments. You could touch your investment at that point. Everything has a risk though, right? Everything you talked yeah. about here, there's no guarantee that, you know, everything's going to go up, right? No guarantee gold's going to go up. No guarantee real estate's going to go up. No guarantee, you know, tornado can come, wipe out your brand new house you just bought. Like there's so many variables, but you have to start thinking more than just, oh, it, I'm just reselling and that's it. Like, People got to start thinking next level. What's the next move, right? It doesn't have to. I'm not talking about blowing up your whole business or like putting all the money you make from reselling into this or that like today, but you should have a further outlook, right? You should have a further plan out like, hey, what do you want to do, you know, when you can't lift or you can't go to the thrift stores as often as you do? Because none of us are getting younger. I mean, they may come out with, you know, some kind of serum where we can go back to, you know, our younger days. But until that happens, like, the, the clock's always ticking here. And I just try to think about, you know, what are ways I can get ahead in the long run from what I'm doing today? And I personally, for me, transparency, I, I have the YouTube is my basically second form of income. And then my third form of income, well, it's not really income, but I, I have a, a retirement fund that is a pretty nice retirement fund for where I'm at right now. So like, I'm already planning for the future and I have been, and I just want everybody else to kind of 
be the same boat, right? Because the used book guy, when he's 65 years old, like he can't go to the library and pick up the bulk books, right? Like we're all going to be like 70 years old on the weekly. I have Zoom arthritis. Calls. <laughs> we're all going to be <laughs> 70 years old on the weekly Zoom calls, like from yeah. our from our nursing homes. Like I don't, I don't want, I want us all to be at the beach, right? We're all at the beach, sitting back, kicked up, retired, you know. And a lot of people want to retire early. That's like a huge. That's also like a huge new thing that's come along, right? People don't want to work until they're 65. People want to get out in their 40s, 50. And like, I think to myself, like, that's kind of where I want to be. And that's why, like, you make the sacrifices today for the time because I can lift the boxes now. I can't lift them when I'm 50, 60 years old. So if I sacrifice today and the future, I'm going to reap all the benefits. It's kind of my insight on it. Yeah, I mean, my wrist hurts most days these days. I don't know what's wrong with it. I've been sleeping with a wrist brace at night. My hips been hurting since earlier this year, and that's just from the wear and tear I'm doing in my body right now. And that ain't gonna get any better as I get older. Things take longer to heal, or heal rather, when you uh, age up. Uh, it's just one of those things. If you're listening to this in your 20s, enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. But um, yeah, I mean, what what's what's the end game? And with all of this comes research, like with the investment stuff. We're not, again, we're not saying dump it all in today. When you first got into reselling, did you just do it? No, you did some research. You probably went on a binge watching free of some YouTuber uh, or a couple of them and did some research and you looked at some articles, this, that. It's the same thing. Just do your research. And we're never going to tell you what to put your money in. That's your decision. We just may, here's a buffet line of options you could do. Absolutely. Diversification, though, I think, you know, now you got me thinking about it. It's like, I do think diversification doesn't fix your business, right? Like, for example, we'll just take your business, for example, right? We Everybody knows you sell those old crusty books for a ridiculous amount of money, but the way you do it makes sense, right? So, for example, if you were Johnny B and he's selling these books, well, he's not selling these books, right? So he's on eBay. He's not selling his books, right? And he, he the first thing that comes to his mind is, well, eBay sucks, so I need a cross list because eBay isn't giving me the traffic. Well, like he was saying, if he actually did the research, you would see that eBay, you know, has the second most traffic next to Amazon when it comes to a reselling site. So just because you get this thought in your head that eBay is the problem and Johnny B is now going to cross list to, you know, Mike's crappy selling book site.net, right? Like that's not going to change your business. So diversification isn't I don't think it's a, like it's a way out in in some cases because a lot of people will be like, well, if I just cross list, I'm going to see a boost in sales. Well, not if you're selling the same crappy stuff and taking the same crappy pictures and the same crappy you know descriptions. Right. I mean, even for me, I was seeing some slowness in sales like since February. I mean, you and I talked about it a bit, and I made some changes in adjustment. It was not the platform; it was me, uh, and it wasn't really me necessarily. It was what the market could bear um, and realizing that. So I made the adjustments on several people's advices. It uh, wasn't really just one person. And now, now everything's back to better. But if I didn't take the diversification in my networking, I've networked with people. I could talk to people. So yeah, we're, I'm moving on to your, your network of other resellers. Um, I wouldn't have had those options or some of those thoughts even enter my head. So Knowing and talking to people and making those friendships and connections, even if they're just business friendships, can pay you huge dividends when you're you're struggling. So there's diversification there. Expand your audience of people you socialize with as far as your business goes. 
I will say another headache that comes with diversification is the reselling content you see. If I just remember like when I first was like trying to sell stuff and like, I only felt like there was like a handful of resellers on YouTube, right? Like I remember it was like uh, the college picker, like bonafide hustler, uh, raking probably like, home mom, raking Roma. Yeah. Like there was just like a core group. So like, I don't know, maybe it was just more centralized content for me, but like, I just feel like somebody today that just goes to, you know, any platform and puts in reselling, right? Like they're going to get bombarded with all kinds of crazy content. And if you just, you can't do it all. I'm here to tell you, you can't do it all. You're not going to be able to sell this. You're not going to be able to sell sneakers, use clothes, use books, DVDs, CDs, vinyl records. It just, it's not sure you can, and you'll get some results, but you're not going to be able to scale that business. And you'll, you'll plateau out pretty quick just because you're going to get burnout from like, your eyes are always looking at anything and everything around you all the time because you're like, well, I can sell anything and everything. So I do think the diversification of content is like, it's a blessing because if you're some, you know, person that's in a specific niche, like you only want to sell vinyl records, like there's somebody out there for you, or you only want to sell like sewing machine parts, like there's somebody out there for you. But I do think it's to a point now where there's just, it's just system overload for a lot of people and they don't know whether to go left or right. Right. And then there's also the diversification of your sources. Let's say you've only gone to thrift shops. Well, have you tried yard sales? Have you tried um, estate sales? Have you tried church rummage sales or just church sales? Um, have you gone down to just your regular store outlets to see if they even carry books or your dollar generals? Um there's books everywhere. There's CDs everywhere. There's DVDs everywhere. But knowing where, where they all are and what kind of shops that sell these things are, I mean, there's even, well, there's Facebook, there's Nextdoor, there's Craigslist. You can try to find these things there too. That's a different kind of sourcing, diversification. And then for you, Amazon, mainly Amazon sellers, which is most of your audience, to be fair, have you tried searching on eBay? To put it on Amazon, there's diversification right there from the comfort of your own couch. It'll come to your door. I mean, I there's that. I don't think you should diversify just to diversify, right? Like kind of what yeah. you're saying, like your sources. Like I think about this all the time, like get it all the time, right? Mike, when you take me to the, the, the garage sales and the library sales, guess what, suckers? I don't got to go to them. I already got my sources lined up, right? So until mm -hmm. something happens and a... Uh, a link in the chain breaks there's no need to pivot right so why am i going to try to add something completely different into a system that already works and i think what happens here is like say for example right i'm you're selling x amount of dollars every week well you know you have two or three weeks maybe a month where sales just aren't there right and all of a sudden your wheels are turning right you're like wait a minute like what's going on here and like maybe you decide to make a decision that just doesn't make sense because all of a sudden you have a, a slow dip. And I think a lot of resellers, that's kind of where we're at, right? Because everybody's comparing it to the boom, the boom time, right? The past two years when like you could list anything and it sells right away. Well, that's not reality. So now it's like, people are like, Oh my God, like this, I need to go this way. I need to go that way. And I think you can get yourself into a lot of trouble and waste a lot of money and time. If you don't think these steps out, these diversification routes you want to take, Right. I, I really agree with that. Like, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned it when we were talking before the call or on the call, but I'll re-mention it again. I make a change 
about once every six months to add something in. And if it's too much of a distraction, I'll drop it for the time being because things need to get settled down where it wouldn't be a distraction. Um, like for me, I took a I took a tap out on Amazon this year, but I plan on getting back into it next year. I think I'll have the bandwidth and my eBay business is probably better than it's ever been um, with processes and systems and sales and as far as sources. I don't think getting goods is ever the problem. I could I could fill up this shop beyond its capacity within a day or two, but that's not needed. Like you were saying, you don't need these other sources. Um, getting getting better sources, trading up, swapping essentially for better for better goods. That's a thing you could work on certainly. Um, I w I would cause some hesitation for knee-jerk reactions and trying 10 things at once i don't i don't have the magic formula here for me it's once every six months for you maybe once every three months or once a year you it's your business you know yourself and there's also the external distractions of friends family social commitments it's real job uh if you're a part-timer so don't hinder yourself by picking this picking that because you're, you're what you're focusing on may perform less or you'll have lower performance you all these additional things need to be the keyword there additional with this maintaining the same and or growing while you're dealing with this external extra thing for sure it's kind of like uh it's kind of like everything i kind of deal with youtube right like i make the commitment to have the group right and I, i'll be honest with you like i knew it was going to be a time sink like i remember you're like hey i can make the discord and i'm like johnny like the discord is going to suck the life out of me. Right. And uh, you're like, well, I can do it. So like I 100% attest to like the discord only exists for this guy sitting here because I don't know how to set up a discord. I don't know the first thing about it. So it's like, there is every, every decision you make is taking another piece of your time. Almost. I think that's kind of like the big takeaway here. It's like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, how much time am I going to lose? Right. It's, it's the balancing act. It's like people always say, are you a YouTuber or a reseller? Yeah. I'm a reseller. The majority of my income comes from reselling. But YouTube would, I mean, I could argue here that I, I probably spend the same amount of time on YouTube, like editing and doing and doing things in the group and the coaching calls, the weekly calls that I probably spend more time on the, on the business model that makes me less money today because I don't make nowhere near as much on YouTube as compared to Amazon. Yeah. But I'm, I see the long-term play as being, my YouTube channel is going to be able to carry me further down the road. Right. You know, like when you start it, when you start anything, you can't expect to get crazy results. So it's like, I'm putting the building blocks in place for this other, you know, diversification of my business to have it grow down the road, kind of like a retirement, right? You just put money in compound, it's compound and interest. Any, any, you can look at business like that, right? You start today, you start from one item, it goes to two, it goes to four, it goes to eight. You keep compounding that. And you get results in the long term. I mean, I really think reselling isn't a, it's not an overnight like success, right? It's, I think anything when it comes to reselling, even though you might hit like a lucky, a lucky bolo, right? You walk in a store and they have, you know, 30 of something that you're getting for a buck and selling for a hundred, but that's not maintainable. Right. I mean, even with the discourse, as you brought it up, like every, about once a month, you get somebody asking, we need a channel for this. We need a channel for that. And diversification is great in Discord. But what I generally say is, 
when we're a little bit larger when we're a little bit larger because there's no need for it it's excessive and i just recently added one new channel and we were about the right size for it and it's kind of going on for those curious it's be on the lookout for our channel yeah 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 yeah, really exciting stuff, I know. Um, but you guys have been using it, and it looks pretty active. It's pretty cool. Nothing I see here I would buy, Mr. Lego Grateful Dad ATX, but that looks really cool for you. Um, I do think on the topic of that, it's it's something where, for me, I'll admit, right, uh, on my phone, I had Discord, YouTube, Facebook, like Instagram, mm -hmm. Twitter. Like, you can easily easily all day. lose your reselling business if you if you're trying to maintain all these social media apps and i will attest to it today that uh the only time you're going to catch me on any of these is if i'm at my computer which is in the morning usually before i go out before i cut deb's fabric for her orders for the day and then late at night uh while i'm feeding the cat so i i personally made this decision where hey I'm going to have this group. I need to be in the group, right? I can't just have a group and like not even in there, right? It's like my responsibility to be in the group and offer insight. But I do think if you make a decision to diversify, understand that no matter what it is, it's going to take more time out of what you're currently doing. Unless you, do you know something where you can diversify and it doesn't take any more time? Like, I don't, I don't think there is anything besides like, besides just putting money into a retirement account because it's just money going in and it works itself but other than that like if you're doing another business model or another idea you're going to lose time every single time yeah unless you have a single person to do it for you like when i offer to do the discord if i had a personal assistant i'd be like yo go do all of amazon for me cool um but that's a significant amount of trust that's a significant amount of training significant amount of this that and the other but then i would have my time back as far as amazon's Good to go over there now. Now, another one that's fun is um, diversifying, undiversifying. Let's, let, let's put it that way. Undiversifying the people around you that are full of negativity. Oh, and, my God. Right. Like, like myself, I had a bajillion YouTube channels. A lot of those guys were pretty negative or didn't know what the hell they're talking about. So... I unsub from a lot of them once I figured out what I was doing. Um, it can go even to your, I don't want to get too personal here because this is a personal call, but like your friends who are always telling you you're never going to make it, you're never going to make it, or your, your family who's telling you the same thing. It's not worth your time. That's just a hobby. Well, maybe you talk to those people a little less and talk to the people that encourage you a little more or get some people in your life that actually do encourage you. So reallocating diversifying who's around you um because you can get so discouraged and you can buy into the negative stuff so easily you don't need it you really don't the negative stuff is everywhere you look right you always the the best the, the videos that do the best on social media is all the negativity all the the crying and whine and stuff and you're 100 right and i agree with it 100 you have to have people in your corner that's like it's probably the, the main reason i decided all right let's do this discord thing is because there needs to be like a beacon of hope right you know like with the resistance right we call ourselves the resistance from now on like this can be done we're all living proof of it and there's different people at different walks of life and if you just like tell your family and friends what you do it's just like 
they just think you're a joke. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I sell media on Amazon. And like the reality is like, I mean, I don't say this, you know, like, hey, you know, I make X amount of dollars. But like, if you just tell people like you're a reseller, it's like you almost get like joked at and laugh. I, I mean, I know people laugh at me behind the scenes, but like, yeah, you were probably laughing at me when I had, you know, 10 subscribers on YouTube. You're laughing at me now. I only got 4,000 subscribers on YouTube, but it's like, you don't see the end game. And for me, like I, I, I'll get, I'll test a lot of this has come from Deb because Deb's a lot more like stern, right? I'm more of like a sucker, like, oh yeah, you know, like she's got me, you know, she's, she's kind of changed me in the way that I can be like, okay, this person is, this isn't a, a, a good relationship. You need to remove yourself from it. Even if it's a family or a friend, you have to set boundaries. And if somebody is just nagging you about negativity and what you're doing, your business or your job or your career, or your life, and you're enjoying what you're doing and you see the potential and you're maybe, maybe you're at where I'm at where you you're actually reaping the benefits of it. You've got to cut these people out. I mean, it's just the reality of it. I understand it might be a close friend or a family member, but you really have to consider yourself. And in my case, the person you're in a relationship with, because at the end of the day, if I'm miserable all the time, right. And I'm blowing up Johnny's phone all week long. And like every day it's like, Hey, Johnny, sales are down, dude, this sucks. What are we doing? We need to do something else. Like, Johnny B is going to be like, bro, shut up or you're going to make the list. And the list is you're blocked. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, I, I don't have time for negativity and I see it all the time. And that's why I always try to be like positive and uplifting because reselling is a, it's a lonely job for most people, right? You're, most of us are one people operations, one man, one woman, part-time, full-time. And, you know, you can easily get down in the dumps. And I just want everybody to know that, like, there's light at the end of the tunnel if you just, but you can't be around, you know, the boogeyman all the time, like my shirt says. You know, if, if Michael Myers is living upstairs and he's looking down at you every single day, like, you're going to get to the point where you're like, all right, I give up, dude. You win. Like, you're here every single day. Like, leave me alone. And then you just, and that's it. Well, here's one out of my personal life. I don't talk about my personal life too much, but here we go. So my pops is my biggest critic. He laughed at me and called me a fool and told me I was wasting my time when I left my big fancy corporate job, my other business I had started up. And he says, you're you're screwing up bad. And he didn't really change his tune until I got in this warehouse. He didn't really change his tune until I got the first employee, stable employee. And he's like, hey, you're doing a good job here, boy. And I'm like, fuck you, old man. Um, I had to deal with that for about a year and a little over a year. But it was total negativity along the way. I didn't – I started talking to him less and less um, and until recently, uh, probably the last six months here. But um, they don't see the end game like you were saying. They don't see where it's going until it's visibly in front of them. Because as far as their standpoint, and I get it, um, you're, you're, you're leaving a safety comfortable thing for an unknown and uncertainty. I can I can understand that, but when you truly believe it, and then you put in the work to make the belief a reality, that's all that really matters. But staying the course on that, when every single person around, even my colleagues, said I was stupid um, for my previous job, everybody I knew, because all corporate people, all to do people, even my friends and family, but um, fuck them. <laughs> Yolo, dude. 
I, I know it's like a cheesy thing, like, oh, YOLO, like, well, oh, that was cool in like 2010. Well, guess what? You only live once, right? You gonna yeah. work? Am I gonna work for CVS and get disrespected every single day? Work sixty hours, get paid for forty five? No, I walked out the front doors and I never looked back and I never second guessed myself one single step along the way because, listen, if you're not happy with what you're doing, there is nothing, there is nobody unless you're unless you're locked up in prison, which I can't get you out of, right? If you're listening to this in jail, you probably shouldn't have a listening device in your cell anyway, right? So, uh, anybody else any kind of situation you can remove yourself from and this goes way past just business relationships things like there's some there's so much toxicity out there and i just want everybody to know you can always make a change for the better right sure you might not make the same amount of money right away but you can always tough it out for a little bit more we talk about it in reselling all the time people are so quick like i want to do this only i want to do this only well listen you've been miserable at cvs for 10 years so let's build reselling up to a point where we can quit and we know we're going to make the same amount of money, if not more, if we devote full-time hours to the business. But you have to be smart about this stuff and you have to surround yourself and you got to be willing. I think you got to be willing to take some kind of crazy risk at some point in your life. Like, I think it's just that you just got to do it. If you want to, if you want to see results, you got to take a risk one way or another, whether that's moving, whether that's leaving a relationship, whether that's starting a new business, whether it's this, that, this, or that, you got to take a big risk some point in your life and mine was moving out of philly right like i could have just easily stayed in philly my whole life my family's down there and everything and i said you know what let's get out of here right somehow i talked deb into you know leaving the city we were both born and raised there everybody we knew was still in the city every family friend that we ever had was still in the city and i took the risk of moving out of the city i got laid off from toys r us and i said okay this is my chance right i get laid off i can collect unemployment which wasn't much at the time. I think it was like five, five something a month, or five something every two weeks. So I was getting like a thousand bucks every two weeks, um, living at home. And I said, this is it. We're going to take this thousand dollars every two weeks. We're moving out of here and we're going to start fresh. And it was the best decision I ever made. And I literally remember uh, all we could take, I had a Chevy Lumina. I love that car, right? Uh, that thing was huge too. There's no way I could parallel park that thing today. And we said, whatever we can fit in the in Illumina is what we're going to take with us. And that's it. And we moved three hours outside of the city. And it was the best decision we ever made. But that was a huge risk. Like, what a psychomaniac. You have no job lined up. You're going to rely on this little bit of unemployment money. And you're going to move away from everything you've ever known in your life. Live free, die hard. Love that. Love that. I don't know, I man. Know. Yeah, I know. I mean, the friends and family, one. that's the tough one. Removing yourself from a toxic environment or situation, that's that's really tough as well. And I think what really helped me during that whole transition process is like joining your group, joining the refinement group, where I had people that were below my level, on my level, above my level. Um, and you could see, you could visually see the progress from beginning to end, uh, not just some crazy cockamamie idea in your head. And like you're like you loading up the Lumina there and driving on. That's that's a visual. We're doing this. I think that's so helpful to people. Yeah, it really is. So I think I think we're gonna wrap it up here when it comes to you know just diversify your business, diversify your future self. Right. I think that that'll be kind of the the end quote I have is diversify today for your future self. So down the road you're not gonna have to be out at the bins when you're 90 years old with your cane like beating people like 
get off my stuff. That's my stuff, right? It's think, think about the future today. And even if it's baby, baby steps, start taking those steps today for, for just what you want to see from yourself in the future when it comes to diversification. So we will see you all in next week's episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. Today's full episode and all previous episodes are available to all YouTube members along with the weekly Zoom call and private Discord. Head on over to youtube.com backslash the used book guy and consider joining for as little as $2.99 a month.